Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Songs from a Padded Envelope. My name is Steve and I'm here with co-host Ben. Hello, Ben. Hi there, Steve. Demsey is our guest for this episode. She's a rapper who we came across when she posted a track up on Facebook a while back. She jumped at the chance to come on the show and we're delighted she did because this is another great conversation, this time with a young but very committed music maker. Fair to say, Ben? Yeah, I mean, what amazing sense of self-belief from that woman, eh? I mean, you might think that the odds were stacked against you as a, you know, a, possibly a lone female rapper coming out of North Wales, but there was none of that in the conversation um, with Demsey at all, was there? She seemed to have a, a firm belief in her ability to transcend and overcome any obstacles in her path, I thought. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her, her ambitions for her music are, in, are impressive. And then you get to hear her work and you can see how achievable they are, I think. I think you come away from the conversation hoping for great things for her. Yeah, I think when you dial to the track at the end of the show and you hear the music that she's making, which has the same sort of confidence that she espouses in the conversation that we had with her. Um, and you can you can hear that on that song coming across on, on mainstream radio quite easily, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, that would be so great and and entirely justified. It's a brilliant melody and a really um, accomplished uh, rap. And on the face of it, Dempsey seems kind of casual um, about her music making and and her and her songwriting. But you very quickly start to hear that well, music is a very serious and significant thing for her. I think she was. Um, I think she was resolutely positive about everything that she does. It was kind of radiating out from her, wasn't it? She seemed to have this incredible kind of sense of belonging, pride in her sort of community and her roots, ability, you know, belief in the support of her friends and the, the kind of drive and the desire to make music with passion, as she very, very clearly describes in the conversation. Yeah, it's one of those one of those situations where you kind of encourage people to sort of stand in her shoes or imagine her situation and and what you would do to push forward your creative ambitions despite the fact that you're in a you're in an area where opportunities are few and you're going to have to really go for it to get noticed and and rise above the kind of noise and stuff yeah i mean we don't we don't get the full backstory in the conversation with Dempsey because some of it is kind of the stuff that isn't isn't spoken about but there's a definite sense that she's had to come overcome significant difficulties from a, from a young age and um, it hasn't always been easy, you know, and at one point she states, you know, you know, she believes that music saved her life and that really, you know, you can, you get a, a firm sense that that is, that's how it's been for her. But then here she has, she's come through it, hasn't she? And she is determined, absolutely determined to take her music out to a wider audience. Yeah. Well, let's, let's hope coming on this will support that in a, in some small way. And that when she uh, is an enormous rap star, she can uh, sponsor an episode of Songs from a Padded Envelope. <laughs> Seems fair, doesn't it? Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is episode 11 of Songs from a Padded Envelope with Demsey. Yeah, so my name is Demsey and I'm a female rapper from North Wales. And the song that you're going to be hearing tonight is called Down. 
Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, I'm really looking forward to playing the song at the end of the show because I think it's fantastic. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how and where it was recorded? Ooh, funny thing, where did I record them on? So um, it was recorded in a studio that was in my friend's flat in the town that I live in. And she doesn't live here anymore. She's actually gone to Sweden to live now. So her studio doesn't exist anymore. But before she went, she said, oh, you know, come over and record a couple tracks or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's cool, man. So went over there and recorded down. And it was just really brilliant, actually. I, you know, I was so excited because I was like, oh, I'm going to get some proper studio time. I really wanted to record this song for ages. And then I got the studio time that I wanted. And then, you know, out came that song and everybody really liked it. And yeah, it's good that I'm covering a wide audience with it, actually. And had you had you been in the studio to record before that experience, Demsey? Yeah, I'd gone to a studio before, but it was just like it was such a trek having to go there because there's not, you know, there's not a lot of studios, you know, pro like proper ones where I live anyways. You know, like you go to the city, there's a lot of, there's a lot of variety over there, a lot more people. So to go to a professional studio over here, I'd kind of have to travel a bit further afield. So this one was like a lucky little, you know, little thing that was just hiding somewhere and I didn't find out about it until, until later on. Yeah. It might be worth you saying where you are, Demsey. Oh yeah, so I, <laughs> so yeah, I live in a, a town called Pocelli in North Wales, and it's uh, I'm not sure what the population is on the town. There's a few, few thousand, I think, but not in the hundreds. It's like maybe six, seven thousand people. But we're all we're all a different bunch of people, anyways, over here. How is the uh, the hip hop scene in Pocelli? Uh, there is literally. Not a hip hop scene in Pacelli. <laughs> I probably am the hip hop scene, not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm kind of like the only rapper, to my knowledge, anyways, that's doing music from my area, or the only female. What does it feel like to be in that sort of unique position, to be one, one of a kind working on your own in that genre where you are? It just kind of makes me feel different, like I'm, I'm meant to do it. You know, I'm meant to be the one that stands out. And all I want to do is to just inspire people and give them knowledge on hip-hop and, you know, just just make music and work with people and just teach them about it, really, and maybe just inspire a few kids along the way, you know? Oh, that's fantastic. Um, well, I think we'll probably get on to talking a little bit more about that later on, but um, if we could just go uh, back a little bit and... I wanted to ask um, if you've if you've always been into rap and what was the first music you remember listening to? Like the first music, well, I've grown up around a lot of music anyways, actually, because my parents have got like a wide variety of music that they're into. Um, but the minute that I heard Eminem, it pretty much just changed everything for me, mm. you know, because <laughs> yeah. he was just this guy that came out of nowhere and he didn't give a shit about anything. And he was just like, yeah, this is me. And I was like, wow, this guy's really cool. And I want to be just just like this guy. Yeah. So I started writing from like a really young age. So tell us, tell us how you came to Eminem. Who, who brought that to you? How did you come across his music? Actually, you know, I can't really remember, you know, I think it was probably something on the music channel one day, just I was you know, just flicking through or something like that. And I just 
kind of took an interest in him for some reason, you know? He does stand out, doesn't he? Yeah, like back in the day with his peroxide <laughs> bleach blonde hair and like all his tattoos and he just don't give a shit. And that's what I love about him, you know? He's, he's honestly the one that inspired me to do, to do everything. Is he still someone that you follow? Yeah, definitely. I've always followed his work. You know, some some of his work is, you know, better than other work that he's done, but I can still appreciate it because it's just all of it's a craft, isn't it? You know, and he's putting it out there and getting different reactions, and that's what it's all about. That's what hip-hop's all about anyway, is just getting different reactions of people, you know, because people are going to love it, people are going to hate it, and, you know, I've always loved Eminem, and I always will love Eminem. Yeah, have you have you managed to see him live? I wish. Oh. He's, <laughs> Honestly, he's not been to North though. Wales, that's for sure. He definitely hasn't been to North Wales. I don't know, man. He might enjoy it, you know. I think he probably would. Yeah. He might enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, get away for a few days. It's you know we've got everything over here. It's like a little holiday, isn't it? <laughs> you know, come and stay at my gaff, mate. It's fine. You can have all the tea and coffee you want. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after you'd uh, after you'd come across Eminem, did you start exploring other artists as well? Like, uh, well, hip hop definitely, because I was like, well, this guy's probably not the only guy that does this kind of music. So of course, you know, um, I was looking for other music too, and then came across all this kind of music, and I was like, wow, where has this been? You know, um, and I was just like getting proper into it. I wanted to like dress like them when I was little I had like all the hoodies and everything like that you know just and then just just writing just being a simple kid and just that's all I wanted to do was write and that's what I'm doing to now so I've always done it what what age are you at this point when you start listening to Eminem and and start having ideas about making your own music I think I must have been about five or six something like that yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I've not been censored or anything, you know, because you get some parents that are like, no, my kid's not going to listen to that and I won't allow it and stuff. But, you know, my dad, because, uh, you know, my mum and dad divorced when I was really young. So then my dad is kind of the guy that brought me up. And then once he saw that I liked Eminem, he started to like Eminem. And then we'd both listen to Eminem together and it was great. Is your dad a music fan? Yeah, he loves his music, my dad. He's well into his Red Hot Chili Peppers and all that kind of stuff. There's there's something about growing up in a, a household where music is a part of the presence that is really, really vital and important, isn't there? Yeah, definitely, because music music's good for everybody anyway, and it's just the way, it's just uh, another form of creativity, and um, it's a way to vent. It can be therapeutic. It's just it's just good for your mind, you know, everything. I think people need a lot more music in their lives, especially kids, you know, because their brains are like sponges. They absorb absolutely everything. So to get, I think to give them music from when they're little is definitely an important thing, in my opinion, because it's got me to where I am today. You were saying before that you started to have ideas about making your own music and writing your own uh, lyrics. Can you remember back to when you first started doing that and, and, and what that was like for you? 
So when I first started <laughs> writing my own rap music, oh my god, I was probably I was probably uh, about maybe eleven, something like that. Like I remember being in high school, and rather than concentrating in most of my lessons, I would either be drawing some art or just writing some lyrics. Any lyrics, you know, when I was meant to be doing my work, I would just be writing lyrics and I didn't give a shit because I knew that I just really liked writing and that's what I wanted to do anyways, was just write all the time. What were you writing about? Nonsense, (laughs) (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) Absolute nonsense. Thinking, basically, to put it in simple terms, I thought that I was the dog's bollocks, yeah. Yeah. And I turns out that I really wasn't. <laughs> but you know what? Everybody has to start somewhere. So I believed in myself and I really loved it. And I wasn't hurting anyone. So I was like, I'm just going to carry on writing, you know. And is, at this time, is there anyone around you supporting and encouraging you, kind of motivating you to take that music further? Um, definitely, yeah. I've got a really good like team of supporters. And my close friends, definitely. You know, my my friends from day one, my friends that have been with me when I've had absolutely nothing or been to rock bottom, you know, they've always stuck with me and they will always stick by me. And, you know, I love them all very, very much. And they support me very much. And I support them very much. So that's what's important. So when you've got some new music or some ideas you, there's a there's a group around a group of people around you who you can you sort of play stuff to and and they'll be honest with you about how it sounds oh yeah definitely definitely i like people being critical like i never used to like people being critical about my work you know but sometimes you've got to take creative criticism um but yeah. i don't i don't tend to get a lot of criticism to be honest people just tend to be like oh you know i really like that that song's beautiful or you know, this is really funny, like, this, this is great lyrics and blah, 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 you know. What what changed that made it okay for you to hear people give you a, a, a critique about the music? I don't mind people being critical about my work. That's what hip-hop is anyway, is people being critical about your work. And people are always going to be critical about my work anyway because it's just art, you know, everyone's opinions are different, aren't they? Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, you know? So when you're when you're posting stuff online, I, I mean, you've, I've noticed that you that, that you've got tracks up on your Facebook page and and in other places. Um, what's that like for sort of filtering out neg people's negative responses and but whilst you're trying to build an audience at the same time? Um, if I can be honest, I haven't really had a lot of negative responses about my music, you know. So I don't have to necessarily. I don't have to necessarily filter anything out or think, oh, you know, fuck this guy, he's a hater. I'm just going to delete everything that he's put on my channel because it's just so terrible. (laughs) You know, I I just leave it on there anyway because at the end of the day, it's still his opinion or whatever, you know. But, no, mate, honestly, I've I've not had any bad words said about my music, to be honest. I've just had people supporting me and saying that it's really good. And that they want to see more. That's so great to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we uh, talk a little bit about your kind of key influences, Demsey, in terms of both musically and lyrically? What are the kind of the key people for you? The key people for me who influence it. 
Well, like I said earlier, definitely Eminem. He's like the main influencer of my music. And I don't know, really. I've got a mishmash of people who I like. So it's not just hip-hop that I'm into. I'm into like a lot of music. I'm into bands such as Oasis, Coldplay, um, The Verve. Well, so they say just just a lot. And I was saying how, you know, some of the music that people bring out today, uh, it's not really going to be remembered that much in 20, 30 years. Whereas if you look at all the classic bands like Guns N' Roses and Metallica or Iron Maiden or, you know, just just people like that, big bands and their music is going to be around forever pretty much and it'll be really interesting to see if for generations to come are they gonna like still listen to Iron Maiden and Guns N' Roses 300 years later (laughs) 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 do you know what I mean it's like yeah what year was this brought out of 335 years ago and it's still a timeless classic (laughs) amazing <laughs> uh, that, I've got hope for the future now. Yeah, same. Because you know what? that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, <great>. <laughs> <laughs> well, given that you're listening to that uh, sort of rock stuff and more traditional instrumentation, do you play an instrument yourself? Um, so I am currently in the process of learning to play guitar, which is an instrument that I've been so scared to even try and learn for years because it was like, well, that is just so complex for me to even try and wrap my brain around it. Um, but 26 years later, I'm learning guitar, um, but I can play drums quite well. I've played drums on and off for a few years now. Um, I'm, I can also beatbox. You know, because I'm obviously really into my hip-hop, so of course I'm going to be a beatboxer. I'm really into making music. If I, ha- if I had all the stuff, like all the MIDI keyboards and all that stuff, no doubt I'd just be sat here all day making music and just not sleeping for days on end, you know, because that's just me and my element. But, you know, <laughs> that shit's expensive. <laughs> so how are, you, how are you creating and making music at the moment? Well, basically, at the moment, um, I'm just kind of buying beats online, just getting different licenses and stuff like that. But also, I've got, you know, a couple connections, people who have offered to make beats for me just because they believe in me and all that kind of stuff. So different options are always there, whatever route I want to take. So the songwriting process for you begins with the beats first, or and how do how do the lyrics and the kind of the melodies fit in around that? How what's your kind of your if you got a, a standard working process or is it, it does it differ? Um, it can differ because you know sometimes I'll just be walking down the street and I'm like, oh shit, this is a really cool line. Let me just stop what I am doing you know, and get run over potentially because I just thought of this sick line and I need to write it down and it's going to change the world. Yeah. On the other hand, I do just find beats and if a beat just clicks for me, then I will start writing and a lot of stuff can come out if I find the right beat. So it's a bit, you know, 50-50 sometimes, yeah. And you've got quite an autobiographical style, it seems, for your, your lyrics. Is that sort of the natural style? That you've um, always had i think it's the style that i've probably found over time because i've gone through a lot of crap lyrics from way back in the day 
<laughs> way back in the day, making me sound like I'm 80 years old. I'm only 26. Like, okay. Yeah, so I tend to write a lot about my own life and things that I'm going through or things that I have gone through. And it's me putting it out there and me venting. And if other people like it, then cool. And if people can relate to it, then that's also cool. So it's just me putting how I feel out there. And, yeah, it is a bit autobi- autobiographical, I guess. So is there is there something that's kind of, you know, cathartic about that, about kind of getting stuff um, getting stuff out there, putting your feelings out there? It just helps me at the end of the day. And it's my therapy and I just, I like to put it out there and I like to get a reaction from people, you know, and I like to make people think about stuff as well. So it doesn't make me feel vulnerable really, because I think it's good to put stuff out there. Then you actually go to a, you appeal to a wider audience as well, you know. So a lot of music, especially hip hop, can be about, you know, non-realistic things. It's people rapping about you know, money and cars, and they don't actually have that. But whereas I'm rapping about real-life experiences and things that I actually have and things that I am going through. So, yeah, I don't know whether that makes me vulnerable or not. Um, I just want to go back to when you were talking before about uh, recording. So um, if you could share a little bit about your first recording experiences. When, When did you first go into a studio and what was that like? So I said, I'll go back to when I was about 13, where I just bought a shitty little headset from Argos that was probably about 20 quid. Yeah. And I was just sat on my computer, just recording some bullshit lyrics on some bullshit computer (laughs) and thinking that it was great. Um, But that was like the first studio thing for me was uh, it sparked something inside me like, yeah, I want to make music and this is what I want to do and I want to write. And then when I I got to about 17, I had an offer to go to a, you know, just this little studio that was in a house that had just been done up kind of thing. And, um, you know, the quality was all right, but the knowledge about hip hop music wasn't there, I guess. So I guess it could have sounded better if we both had a bit more knowledge on hip hop and how it's meant to sound. But all in all, it was a great experience for me at the time. Did you did you take um, songs, take music in with you, or was that something about the two of you collaborating together to to make a piece of music? It would always be stuff that I would take with me. It would always be me saying, "Yeah, this is the beat that I have, so we're going to use this beat, and these are the lyrics that I have." So we're going to record these lyrics and it's usually me saying how we're going to do something, I guess, because, you know, I kind of have, well, I don't know. I don't want to say that I have a certain way to record things, but I don't really. But I just like to take like a chilled out approach to recording and just get it recorded and no stress because stressing and, and thinking about stuff too much can affect the way that you're recording anyways. So just take a chilled out approach to it and everything will be all right. How do you feel about those early recordings now? Do you still have them? Uh, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you know what? I'm lying. <laughs> I know I know where they are. <laughs> but I'm like refusing to access them, you know, because it's just like, nah, that's just too much for me to take right now. <laughs> 
it's too much for me to deal with. That's just too nostalgic. The Dempsey, hang on to them. Don't lose them. We, we, we were just having, we were having some conversations not just just recently about um you know about demos that we'd made songs that we'd made and don't have copies of and I really regret not having everything that I've ever been involved in you know just to go back at some point you know yeah so hang on to them I definitely will don't worry I know I know that I'll be able to look back on it and be like bloody hell <laughs> <laughs> what is this ancient thing that I've just bloody unburied you know <laughs> yeah but I can compare it to where I was to where I am now so no I will never I'll never delete it because it's just a part of it's just a part of something that was great at once absolutely what did you do with those recordings once you've once you made them um probably just posted the hell out of it on my Facebook and was like, yeah, go and check this song out because it's the first thing I've ever done and I'm so proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> and what um, what reactions did you get back from people? Yeah, all, all positive. From day one, it's all been positive words, you know. So after those first those first recordings, how long before you were back in a studio again and, and did you go in with a different approach? Oh, well, I was just raring to go then, wasn't I? Once I'd been I'd been there one time, that was it then. I just want to go there like 10,000 times, you know what I mean? So I was just, you know, from there on out, once I went, it was like, yeah, I've got, I've got the access. I'm just going to write a shit ton of stuff, and that's exactly what I did. And I just went back again, you know, when I could. So, yeah, I was always armed with new lyrics and stuff that I wanted to record. Have you found support for your music making when you were when you were younger um hmm. not really as much like that's what that's actually one thing that i'm hoping to bring with my music is like i said earlier that i want to inspire people and that i want to give them knowledge on you know hip-hop and give them like a you know if they can find their own creative thing where they can vent out or whatever because it's always good so i'm hoping to kind of maybe do workshops or something like that with with kids or young adults or whoever is interested in learning anything about music and you know that's what i kind of want to do with that to bring more projects to the area um Dempsey, it sounds like you have a real belief in the potential for music to um to affect change in on a, in a sort of personal level. Could you say a little bit more about that? Uh, well, music is just everything to me. Like, I live and breathe music. I never stop thinking about music. It's the first thing I think about when I wake up and the last thing I think about when I go to sleep. So it's something that I want to do for the rest of my life. And, yeah, I do believe that it can change people because it's... I think that music's actually saved my life. I don't think that I'd be here today if, if I didn't have music and a, and a way to vent out how I feel about stuff. So that's how I think it can reflect change because it certainly changed the way that I feel and how I approach life now. I was such a different person maybe five years ago. I was a totally different person. So for me, believing in myself, yeah, music can definitely reflect change into people. Following on from that idea about affecting change and music being able to reach people, how do you go about promoting yourself um, and, and getting your music out there? Because that, that, that's quite a challenge, isn't it? It's quite a challenge, yeah. But um, 
I don't know, I guess that I have a really good uh, support circle of friends who who just know everything about everything. (laughs) (laughs) So they can kind of help me a little bit, yeah. You know, like one of my friends helped me get my music on Spotify, for example, and, you know, get my music on iTunes, which was like a massive step for me because I've always wanted to have that, you know. And now that my music is on iTunes, I can just continue to put it on iTunes. So I've always got that. Have you got a, have you got a kind of plan? Do you know what it is you want to do? What are your kind of aspirations with where you take your music, Demzy? Um, I'm just kind of riding the wave, if I'm being honest because life's a bit unpredictable anyways. And, you know, I do like to take a chilled out approach sometimes. I don't mean that in a being lazy sense because I'm far from lazy. I'm extremely passionate about what I do. Um, I'm going to shoot for the stars, basically. On land amongst the moon. (laughs) No, but definitely shoot amongst the stars. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I just want to have it. I just want to have my music played to a whole bunch of people so that they can enjoy it and, you know, just have a good time with their friends and my music's playing and they all like my music and just random shit like that, you know. I just want to make people feel good and I want to make people believe in themselves. I want people to feel inspired, you know. Um, so that's my plan, really, is just to inspire more people and to make more music. Yeah, that's great just wanted to go back in terms of um, about your lyric writing are you writing all the time even when you're not making music are you kind of collecting and writing down ideas Demzy? yeah like the notes on my phone is full to the brim full of ideas and different lyrics because it'll just take a random moment and then I'll just have to write something down but it's just a constant thing it just just doesn't stop writing is everything that I do it's in everything that I do do you uh, do you rap in Welsh as well? Now that is a, a whole different thing in itself. <laughs> oh God! Nah, well, I don't, I don't exact, I don't exactly rap in Welsh. No, I mean, um, now, nah, like I was saying, I've done a song called Amawahid, which is, um, I think, I released it maybe a year ago, and. Uh, the chorus of that song is Welsh and that basically what I was saying is that's about as far as Welsh rap that you're going to get from me, to be honest, because I wrote a song way back when I was probably in school and it was the only Welsh song that I ever wrote. And it's just a whole different ball game altogether with trying to find words that are rhyming and it's just like, Oh, you know, and plus, um, I'm not going to focus on me writing a lot of Welsh stuff, even though I'm proud to be Welsh. Sure. You know, Um, but I want to go a bit further afield with my music and do it in a language that is, you know, a multicultural language, which of course is English. And that can reach a wider audience. Whereas if I was going to focus on Welsh, my target audience is basically Welsh people and you know, I want to appeal to a much bigger audience. So that's why I do most of my music in English and will continue to probably do most of my music in English. Unless I start learning Chinese, of course, which would just sound epic, wouldn't it? If I rapped in Chinese. I ch- th- there's a challenge for you right there. <laughs> I know, yeah. 
I suppose it's a creative decision as well, isn't it? If you were if you were writing about something that you thought, you know what, this would be better reflected through the Welsh language, delivered through the Welsh language, then maybe that's you know you'd be inspired to do it that way. Yeah, definitely. It's like I like the sound of a proper choir. You know, like a choir, choir sounds is just so beautiful, especially Welsh, Welsh music sung by choirs. Yeah, it's really beautiful music, you know. So if I could get like a Welsh choir or something and we could work on some really cool beat and do some music like that would be really. I think you could, I think you could definitely do that. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many choirs there are around here? There's There's more choirs than fields, mate. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lyric. (laughs) That's a lyric, write it down. In it, in it. Shit, I've got to write that down. That was brilliant. Dempsey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. have, you, have you had a, an opportunity to um, to take your music out and play live? Uh, play live at, like, Glastonbury, never. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. <laughs> but, like, I've done gigs and stuff, but it's mainly been, it's mainly been pubs and and things like that, you know? And I've just done, like a charity gig that was in like this uh in a local little town for me and that was about it really and what what have those experiences been like what were the experiences been like yeah um they've been pretty good because you know like like say i've just had positive marks off people about my music and people believing in me and it's it's always good to go out there and see how you react with a crowd and how the crowd react to you and to get some really good vibes going. It's something that I definitely enjoy doing. It's something that I really want to do more of anyways, is playing live. I just, I love playing to a live audience. Yeah. It's hard to imagine a live gig at the moment, isn't it? With, you know, we're recording at a time of lockdown and, you know, venues aren't open and gigs aren't being booked and it's, it's kind of hard to imagine, but um, as a creative person, you start to sort of crave that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm just craving, you know, just like a dirty, sweaty, head-banging gig <laughs> in a mosh pit <laughs> with, like, loads of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. obviously the Rona is visiting us all, yeah, so we've all got to just, like, stay inside and behave ourselves, basically, because Boris has grounded all of us. What um what have been your sort of key? Have you have you been out to see a lot of music? What are your kind of key gigs that you remember? Well, do you know what? I'm going to be totally honest, Jen, and say that I've probably only been to two gigs in my life, and that's it. Who's I've, that? So the first ever gig I went to was to go and see Iron Maiden. That was in Cardiff. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, man. that's a great that's a great first gig. <laughs> in it. Yeah. It, was, it was brilliant it was brilliant and then um the second gig that i've been to is just to see lucy sprague and actually i'll tell a lie i've been to three gigs in my life but yeah the second gig that i went to was to see lucy sprague who as we know was on the x factor um and she got really far but she's doing her own thing independently now as well so she's an independent artist yeah right um and then the third gig that I went to was to go and see Bugsy Malone in Manchester and he is a really popular rapper from the UK from Manchester and yeah. I had a really great time at his gig actually um so yeah that's about it that's that's the only gigs that I've been to I've probably done more gigs than I've been to gigs 
Um, I was just thinking, actually, when when you were talking before about um, how you want to move your career forward, do you f- foresee you needing to move out of Pacelli or you know to a to a city or something to to push your career forward? So yeah, I get asked this question by quite a few people actually, like, "Oh, will you ever move away?" Or you know, a lot of people. I don't know, like, I, I believe in my environment as well, you know. I believe that, like, if you put your head down and just focus on something, it doesn't matter on what environment you're in, what your background is, anything. It doesn't matter. As long as you put the time in and you know how to get from, you know, from point A to point B, then that's fine because, you know, as long as you believe in yourself, you don't need anybody else to believe in you. Um but obviously, like, if I had opportunities where I had to go away to, I don't know, London, for example, and record all the time, then, you know, it would probably be better for me if I was to move over there. Because can you imagine me having to travel to London all the time just to record something? Do you know what I mean? It's like I kind of have to be closer. It just depends on this, on what the outcome is, really. Mm. So we just got to wait and see and see what happens. Yeah. So what's next for you? What's next for me? Yeah. What's next in, in the career of Gemzy? <laughs> um, a lot of good stuff. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot, there's a lot of good stuff happening. Um, I can't, I can't say a lot of stuff really on what's happening, but, um, a lot of good stuff. That's about it. Watch I'm this space. Gonna, watch this space stay tuned man um <laughs> but yeah it's just gonna be more great music stuff and hopefully just putting my music out there which is exactly what i want to be doing so yeah that's my plan that's the next step i guess we were we did a, an interview last week um, with someone and they were talking about their experiences of making music that was very special to them um and, and they said, what's the point in doing any of this if you're not trying to do something amazing? Is that something that would chime with you, Demzy? Well, yeah, because I actually, I have a tattoo on my arm. I've got quite a few tattoos, actually. And um, my tattoo says, do it with passion or not at all. Which basically just sums up what you've just said pretty much, doesn't it? Which means, you know what, you might as well just go for it. Or just don't even bother, basically. Shoot for the stars or or just don't bother and that, that's exactly what I'm doing yeah do it passion or not at all just give it give it my all and go for it and see what happens hopefully something amazing yeah no doubt no doubt well it already is because your music's fantastic Demsey thank you for doing this uh thank you for coming on the podcast and talking to us um it's been a real treat apologies for the the technical difficulties that we've had in oh, getting this uh, interview over the line uh we've soldiered through um can we finish off please with you introducing your song please yep so this song is called down and i hope that you all really enjoy listening to it because i put my heart and soul into it there you go thanks demsey thanks demsey thank you
When I get down, down, yes I get down, down When the rain pours down, when I break these walls down I feel it in the air, there's a storm overhead When I get down, down, yes I get down, down When the rain pours down, when I break these walls down I feel it in the air, there's a storm overhead When I get down, down, round like these thoughts now how how do i break out this house close my damn mouth don't talk about it oh wow that's out the equation conversations with god then again he never say shit is he testing my patience say a prayer for that gay kid give her a label and then label her one of the greatest cause the drugs don't work like the verb and oasis says stop crying your heart out stand up and just face it angels tell me to live devils tell me to take it the only life that i have but fuck i'd die if i made it rule the nation through stations my old life gets replaced or by this dramatized version that's apparently great how could i argue with that live in a house not a flat with a big yard in the back just like i picture way back could find some peace in my life but there's a war in my mind this soldier keeps getting hurt regardless of my net worth this soldier keeps marching on don't matter what stuff i own could be surrounded by people but feel forever alone my father planted the seed and now you're watching me grow into this version of my parents who don't talk anymore but i guess it was easy for them just to hold it damn grudge and not consider the child who was bang in the middle of them but i guess what's done has been done put on my nikes and i run when the lady opens up to me and says it's me that she loves how can i give her my heart when i barely have trust because at the start it's all nice but then it all turns to dust sorry i ruined your makeup i think that we should break up it isn't you it's all me i'm blinded by temptation obsessing myself with the temporary fixations i must remember though that my life could change within the flicker of a second one minute i was here then i disappeared so my head and getting the best of me while i'm still here because when i get down down yes i get down down when the rain pours down when i break these walls down i feel it in the air there's a storm overhead when i get down down yes i get down down when the rain pours down when i break these walls down i feel it in the air Cause I wanna break out this jail inside my mind But I'm fine And it just kills me Cause nobody really cares until the day you've died I'm alright Cause when I get down, down, just yes, I get down, down When I break these walls down, when I break these walls down I feel it in the Songs from a Padded Envelope is presented, produced and edited by Steve Swindon and Ben Clay. Music is by state-sponsored Jukebox. Artwork is by Matt Canning. Songs from a Padded Envelope is a Hidden Hive production. <laughs>